and yeah, we're gonna we'll keep the, yeah yeah okay yeah because I feel like at least like with that like I I agree that like with the first bit we were like well, let's just start yeah we, welcome to, to another episode of first reaction fan reaction Dara Dara <laughs> there I have Dara who has the power you thank you. Is the rains haven't passed to me, and maybe I'm gonna take this at a light trot. Maybe we're just gonna like go slightly galloping through the forest, and maybe I'm just gonna take it real slow. And welcome back to another episode of First Reaction Fan Reaction. I am your host, Kaylin Cooler. With me is my co-host. Wait, are we on the Oregon Trail? <laughs> um, I think we're on a different mode of transportation. Have you ever played Oregon Trail? I actually have never played Oregon Trail. No. I think you could, I used to be able to find it on like if you just type it in and like. I beat it a couple times because you just become a banker and then hey, you have a ton of money. <laughs> and then you can just buy a bunch of shit. If you manage and the then money, you then win. you get the money. Uh, that, I, mean, I beat it on my second try. I'm, prou- was- I'm proud of you. Yeah. Did you, did you get dysentery? I don't know if any of my kids got dysentery. They might have. <laughs> Some of the kids might have, but I didn't. So it was all good. It's just fun. I think that my best part was that like they had like those like old timey songs and then they would be like synthesized, like 90s stuff. Like, uh, what's an old-timey song? Um, I used to have a computer game like this. What's an, what's an old-timey song? Um, uh, Turkey in the Glen. Turkey, Turkey in the Glen. Da, 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 da. Turkey in the Straw, sorry. Turkey in the Straw. Or like the Paul Bunyan song, which sounds like the spaghetti song. Oh, yeah. yeah. Da, 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 da. Or, uh, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling, Clementine. Da, 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 da. What's that song? Is that the song with, like, the box? I don't know. Anyway, okay. what are we doing? Um, well, that's a great question because people may be confused because we look a little different in this format. I mean, I think I do. look fine. Uh, well, you look fabulous. I mean, I'm wearing pajama pants, but I feel fine. Exactly. I, well, yes. I think the thing is that, that we are we are not side by side in real life, but then you might find clips where we are side by side in real life and be like, what are you guys doing? And the answer is, I don't know. Uh, no, we perfectly do know. We actually re- recorded this before. Um, and it turns out the uh, episode was, um, how would you describe it, Dara? Um, well, I was sick. Yeah. And I'd sprained my ankle the week before. Yeah. So I was a bit off and you were a bit off. Yeah. So it, was, like- it was not a great time. Like, the, it was it was fun. We had fun. But the actual yeah. recording was, um, I think what uh, the scientific term is a hot mess. A bit, but like also like the I guess because like the episode like we weren't sure about the episode. Or yeah, we like, had no idea what's going on. Uh, spoiler alert: if you watch the show, you may at some point have no idea what's going on. I literally had to watch it again to make sure that that I knew what was going on. Hey, Kayla, uh, what show are we talking about? Oh, what a great time for you to say that because we are back. I have the power, and I am introducing Dara to a fabulous anime called Bakano. Bacchino. Bacchino. So, Sarah, what were your th- first thoughts upon um, seeing this anime? Well, I also tra- I also like rewatched the episodes because I forgot what happened yeah. in the episodes. And I'm just going to say, as of now, it totally makes sense now. Like, yeah. totally, 100%. Uh-huh. I understand exactly what's going on. Do you? No. Okay, good. Then it's basically like when you watch it for the fifth time. It's basically watching the first time because like, oh, wait, what happened again? Yeah. Uh, and that's where we are. I think so. after we finish like the episode right there, I think your thing was I thought you were I- I'm happy you like this more than I thought you would. Yes, it's true. Like that's that's how I you know when we when we first 
did our first run of it. You're like, I, like I, I thought I wasn't sure. You, I thought you're going to love it or you're going to hate it. And I think you're somewhere in the middle there, but you didn't. You don't hate it. So I think that means that I did a good job. So yay! Like I enjoyed the characters just because you know they're they're fun and they're gangster see. Mm-hmm. But like. I don't like the fact that, like, I don't really understand what's going on. I think that's the best part. Actually, I, as a host of a show, it's very frustrating. Um, but as a viewer, it's <laughs> very think? fun. It's this, this is this is a lot for me. Um, but anyway, people might not understand exactly what we're talking about. So let's get started. I'm going to give you a little more information about this show. So Bacano is actually based... Uh, on a series of light novels. So light novels are, if we were kind of to compare it to something American-wise, it'd be kind of like YA genre, not necessarily in the, I guess the age group, but more so in just like, it's not like super dense. Um, it's it's supposed to be kind of entertaining. And so I'm, that's why I'm here trying to look at the is definition it, of is light it novels. Like, is it like Hunger Games level or like Wattpad level? I, I don't I think don't... it's quite, I don't think it's quite Wattpad-y. Um, I'd okay. say, I mean, it's still published, uh, but it's definitely, like, not super heavy. I mean, I guess you could say heavy in some parts, but, you know, it's it's supposed to be entertaining. I don't um, know if Hunger Games was a good comparison. I literally couldn't think of anything else. That's, I mean, it's YA. Like, that's fair, I would say. And I think um, it's, like, good YA for the most part. So if you, so if you are familiar uh, with light novels and you thought everything we just said was uh, wrong, tell us in the comments. So, we're going to have a debate. In, we're going to have a debate, aren't we? we? I hope we do. Fight me. Um, please don't. I'm delicate. So Bakano <laughs> is a based, the anime is a 2007 anime based on a series of light novels written by Ryoga Narita. Uh, and it takes place in the same universe as other light novels written in the same series. Uh, you may be familiar with Dirarara. Uh, Vamp and Etsusa Bridge are another two, which I'm not really familiar with those, but I am a fan of Dura although I haven't seen the second season because I am a fake fan. But I watched Bakano first and foremost, so, but I think more people are probably familiar with Dura Um Dara has no idea what I just said because I just said a bunch of <laughs> syllables back to back. So wait, this all takes no place in like the 30s New York? Uh, do you mean all those other ones? Yeah. No, not at all. <laughs> Dura takes place like present day uh, Tokyo. But but it's so Shibuya, yeah. Okay, so that's the past, and then you can like read about it in a history book about all whatever the fuck happened in Bakano. Right, I, I that might not be in the history books in modern day Tokyo, but like it should be. I and there are well, references to show to to other. They do reference kind of each other throughout the whole thing. Okay, um, so it's it's fun. Is is Bakano still ongoing? Hell yeah. Um, is it? Are the books of the show? The show is definitely not uh, ongoing. The show actually wasn't super popular in Japan. It's a- it's actually a little more popular in the United States. Um, I'm not uh. sure if it's because the the way of storytelling is more fun to American audiences, or because the setting takes place in the United States. So like American audiences are like, I know that that sure is in New York, uh, but it wasn't actually as popular in Japan as it was in the United States. So it only got one season, which is why this is going to be a very short show. And somehow in the very limited number of episodes we have, we still have no idea what's going on. Uh, but there, we've been talking for a little bit. Anything you want to say before we jump into the summary of the first episode? You said I was going to know what happens by the end. Yes. Okay. Do you believe me? I mean, with Gravity Falls, you said that, and you were mostly right. I was mostly right. Yeah. See, like, I feel like I'm honest when it comes to, like, by the end, you're going to know everything. Like, I think, well, well, I think of it like with Pushing Daisies, I'm like, you're not going to know everything by the end. And I was mm-hmm. honest about that because, you know, stuff. 
I appreciate your honesty. And then I think but with Orphan Block, I said, like, for the most part, you're going to know. So I think, like, I'm honest with at least with that, not with anything else. Mm-hmm. But so I hope you're honest with me about that. I'm trying my best. So we're going to start. what we're all doing in the long run. Just trying our best. Just trying our best. That's all we're doing every day, which is why Just we're trying- recording. That's why we're doing this again, because we're trying our best. Listen, we want high quality stuff. And the truth of the matter was, we both kind of felt like garbage that day, so it didn't go well. It was fine. And it's better to re-record something and then put out crap. Anyway, first episode. So first episode. This is episode one. The vice president doesn't say anything about the possibility of him being the main character. That's the name of the episode. Yes. Also, when I was rewatching this, they don't give you the title till like eleven minutes into this, like twenty-four it, minute. It takes you a long time to get to, in the second episode. It comes a little sooner, but this right. episode, um, no. So before we even get into the planets episode, we start off with an absolute banger of an opening. Is it? I love the Bakuno opening. I think it's I think it's just oh, a I thought class you meant act. like I thought you meant like the opening sequence. I like no. the opening theme. No, the 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 theme, theme is song. great. The theme song's great, because all it does is just like, hey, by the way, this show has a billion characters, and we want you to know about it. And so just character after character after character. Uh, when you first watch it, none of it makes sense, and you don't know who anybody is. And by the second well, episode, was, most, right. of, most of them you don't know who they are. Well, I remember it was funny when I needed to edit the final episode of Pushing Daisies, and like I, I usually put, we just, at the end of like when we're announcing the next show, we put the theme into it. Mm-hmm. So I said to you... I, I don't know if this is the right theme to this show because my assumption of anime mm-hmm. is that it's one thing, and right. that is mecha suits and monsters. Right. I know Which I'm is, wrong. I think that's a very fair assessment of anime, though, because I wanted to know, and I forgot to ask this at the beginning of the episode, like what, you, what your conception of anime was going into this, because I really did try to pick a show that I think if there, there's an American conception from those who don't aren't familiar with anime that like it looks as certain way and has like a very specific set of tropes that it follows uh and so part of me picking an anime series for you to watch was something that didn't do any of those things or was like a deconstruction of those tropes uh so that's why bakuno is such a fun one because it's set in the united states and there's no like giant robots um and not like monsters of like a, no like kaiju like monsters i would say right uh, so, so, I mean, yeah, my yeah. assumption of anime is Avatar The Last Airbender, which I know isn't an anime. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Oh, it's great. But it's an an it's I guess, a cartoon. Like, it's anime inspired. I guess I assumed like the themes of that, like all like magic or like that and monsters and that kind of thing mm-hmm. within animes, and then being traumatized by Princess Mononoke because I assumed yeah. all animation was like kid friendly. Yeah. Um raise your hands. Been- Raise your hand if you were victimized by Princess Mononoke as a child because you definitely thought it was a princess fun movie. See, the bad thing is I watched that in college and I should have known better. You should have known better. I should have. Great film. Because I don't think I've ever, like, maybe, because I, I always some kids' movies should be fun. That's probably, like, the reason, like, I don't know if you know this would be, I did not like Pixar as a kid. Oh. Because it was always, like, depressing. Except for, like, Toy Story. I like Toy Story because I'm not a monster. Because... <laughs> I have class. I also haven't seen Toy Story four, but like, you, come uh, on, oh. you don't, you don't need to. Oh, I literally just remember I had to ask thoughts about Toy Story four. But I anyway, I had to ask you something that I wasn't gonna ask in recording, but I kind of want to ask it now. Just go for it. How was the Suicide Squad? Oh, um, surprisingly enjoyable. Uh, not without its faults, but like it was like a fun. It was a fun time. It was very like. 
Birds of Prey esque in certain parts. Well, but we like Birds less. of Prey. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But um, no, it was it was it was really entertaining. It was like really just like weird, and it was it, that made it good. Uh, so like I, I enjoyed it. Like I, right. I mean, it's like far better than the, the first one, obviously. Well, yeah. But so you're saying I shouldn't pay money to watch it on HBO Max? Don't pay extra money. No. Well, I'm not paying extra money. I can just watch it. Oh, yeah. If you can just watch it without paying extra money, absolutely, definitely do it. Okay. Yeah. If anyway. you want to pay extra money, like, eh, it's if you want something fun to do, but you don't yeah. need to. So. Hey, Bacano. Bacano. First episode. What first happened? Episode. First episode. So, so after we, like, get introduced to a ton of characters, uh, like, a billion characters, any of these we could possibly choose from, because we we don't know at this point who the protagonist is, Um, we start off with two characters who aren't in the sequence at all. <laughs> right. It's, um... Carol and other guy. So yes, it's there's this girl named Carol, and there's this older gentleman whose name is Gustav Saint Germain, the vice president of the Daily Days. So right. uh, Carol is a child. Carol is a child. Yes, she's like very young, and she's apparently the assistant. And we're like, I I know like child labor laws were different back then, but like, are you're working on like a newspaper, like? Are you like hired to do that? Like, what's your deal? I, you look like you're twelve. Weren't they um, better by the thirties though? They, yeah, they would, oh, they definitely, that's, yeah, it's like post-labor revolution, but also the 30s was, was a tough time. I'm not the really sure what her lie to us? The <laughs> movies lie? No, never. not movies, newsies. The, the newsies. Oh. Remember that movie? I never actually saw the newsies. Don't I hate s- me. Don't, it's not that good of a movie. Come on, okay. come on. I Christian Bale saying, speaking of Christian Bale, we'll get to that later. Oh, yeah. Christian Bale makes an appearance. <laughs> sort of. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's in that movie, and it's like he's singing, and like God help the man. But like, he's trying his best. The musical's good. I saw the I saw it on Broadway. I would like to see a musical just so I, so I can see the musical. I haven't seen as many musicals that you would think that I would have seen in my yeah, life. Yeah, I saw that with Jeremy Jordan. Wow. You know that? No. Oh, really? Should I look? Yeah, not. I, I, I guess I I guess your theater cred just went down a bit. I really don't have any theater cred. Did you ever watch Supergirl? I will. I I just looked that up and I found a rugby player. Hold on, actor. Oh, this guy. Yeah. Got it. Got it. He's also speaking of thirties in the Bonnie and Clyde musical, which totally needed to be made. Yeah, definitely. If it exists, it will be made into a musical, which I feel like is kind of the thing nowadays. A lot of things got made into musicals that you're like, oh. Okay, Groundhog Day got made into a musical. Oh, right. So did Rocky. Did it? Yeah, like a few I, years ago. I knew Beetlejuice I it was really good. Did. So did Spider-Man. Oh, God. Yikes on that front. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hear Town is good. That does sound really good. Uh, anyway. Fucking um, so <laughs> This is also going off the rails, but at least it's fun. At least, like, we know. Like, the, the last one was, like, hey, guys, this train of thought is getting way too derailed. We, like, we derailed before the flying pussyfoot even set foot, and we haven't even gotten to the flying pussyfoot yet. I, I, I miss the flying pussy so much. <laughs> we need more flying pussy in our lives. I, so, anyway, so we We'll consent to a flying pussy. Let's be, let's be fair here. It's true. So we have our young child who is apparently working in a newspaper. And we have the vice president of the Daily Days, which I think is a name that actually comes up. I don't think in this episode, but, but later down the line, it's it's a familiar newspaper that keep an eye, keep an ear out for. Um, and so this character of Carol is trying to figure out, she's looking more into 
strange events that started in November of 1930. So weird things happen. We don't know what they are yet because the show just started and somehow we're already very confused. So what year were they in? I forgot. Um, I think we, I think it was 1932. I think. Okay. Yeah. So everything starts around November 1930, but that is not the time that we were focusing on either now or really most points during this because we jump a lot. We're 19- I'm confused again. <laughs> so it's, oh boy, it's, it's okay. We're going to get through this. So they, they have con- conversations. The kind of conversation starts as like, why do we begin here? Like, why are we beginning in 1930? And their job as reporters is to report on events that have already taken place. They have to find the place that they want the story to start. And this guy is kind of asking why and blah, 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 blah. We kind of don't understand. So we, they kind of, we kind of see them in like different locations. So first, they're like in the newsroom. Then we see them kind of on the train talking about journalistic integrity, blah, 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 blah. And this well, character- Because like she was all like, oh, look, a rainbow. And then he's like going on some like philosophical rant that yes. I didn't give a shit about, about like rainbows. And I'm like, dude. Yeah. He, he has a lot to say. He's just he's just an old fella. That's definitely not words to say. Gustav then proceeds to highlight different events that we kind of start like seeing different things going on. So he brings up like something from the 1700s that's just like, oh yeah, 1700s also besides the 1930s. And you're All like, right. oh, okay, this is fine. We see like a random boat. Then he says the events aboard the Advena Avis and the cover-up tragedy of the Flying Pussyfoot. And those are different starting points that they could have. But Carol wants to make the story easy to understand. Carol, I think you could have done a better job because the story is very hard to understand. And she chooses to start kind of on 1930. So once they have the time set, they have to figure out, you know, who's going to be the central character here. Mm -hmm. Um, They want to figure out who the main character is. And there's a lot of different options. So Gustav kind of highlights, we see kind of a series of clips. We see this gentleman uh, that gets his ear cut just because... And we're like, why? Who's this guy? And why is he getting his ear partially cut off? Mm-hmm. Um, that's fine. And somehow the body horror only continues. And because the next clip is just some dude uh, shooting a child and just like decimating a child. Yeah, by the way, so I rewatched the episodes because yeah. I, I literally forgot everything. Did yeah. his head come off? It looks like his head explodes. That's what I thought. And, I'm, yeah. and I didn't notice that the first time. And the second time I'm like, uh, did his head pop off? But it's then like, I'm like, he... Hey, everybody. Welcome to Bacano. We're five minutes in and a child's head has exploded. Thank you for joining us. Uh, it only gets weirder from here. So. Yeah. That happens. Yeah. And then we see a random, looks like a mob kind of style guy who's described as the Gandor family's brilliant uh, capo is gunned down in a hail of bullets. Uh, a lot of people get shot this episode. A lot of people get well, shot we are, this it episode. Is, they are gangsta, see, gangsters, see? We do see a lot Mwah. of gangsters getting shot. Yeah. Yeah. Mwah. Okay. Um, don't have, I don't have a cigar because don't smoke. So uh, Carol suggests this one guy to be the main character because he looks kind of main character-ish. And then we get like a scene where we get a very kind of protagonist introduction. Uh, so we see this young fella and he's got like, he's got like very anime eyes. <laughs> so like so main character. He's got very main character. He is very drawn like like a main character. And is he like, the main character? I mean, like you can make the case for, but I think this is like a you know, it's like a cast kind of dominated picture. Like it, yeah, it's, I was gonna say like you know, like horror show generic white guy because like technically they're all supposed to be American. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, they have some fairly tap decent diversity in the show. Uh, Aren't they all supposed to be white? Most of them. Yeah. No, there's a couple black. Right. 
There's a there, yeah. There's a there's a there's a black guy, a couple of Asian guys, like you know. Were there Asian guys? I know, like they all kind of look anime, but like, yeah. There's just a couple. They're in the background, so like it's not like. Well, like not it's not. I, I mean, it wasn't like New York was diverse in the 30s. No. Or now. <laughs> if TV taught me anything. People of color only existed since the 1950s. Everyone knows that anyway. Yeah, nothing bad happened in the 1800s. We're in so much trouble. <laughs> We're joking. Sometimes I feel like I have to do like the backslash like J or backslash S to be like, I'm not serious. That's why um, it's really hard to like do like sarcasm and text. It's true. Because you're like, no, I'm joking. I'm not true. actually a horrible monster. I swear, monster. that's not me. I. <laughs> so, but we, we get to this character who is kind of set up to be our main character, although mm-hmm. his amount of screen time isn't really significantly more than everyone else, at least from these beginning episodes. So it's this young fella whose name is Fiero Prochinezo. Although I called, him Fier- I called him Fiero the whole time because he kind of reminded me of Fiero from Wicked. So we have Fiero, or Fiero. Um, we will Whatever. use both interchangeably because screw you guys. So he's walking down the street and a panhandler begs him for money. And he's nice about it and gives him money. He's nice. He gives him money. It's great. But then the... The beggar fella, um, he th- he looks like he's going to give something real nice, but he pulls out a knife instead, which is fine. Except uh, he kind of cuts Fear's hands open um, and he loses some fingers. Yep. Like his hand gets cut open. He loses a couple fingers there. It's fine. Uh, something a little weird happens. Like this is the first weird thing that we've seen so far. And you might be like, Caitlin, we just saw a small child's head get blown off. How can this get more weirder? Well, I raise you that his hand repairs itself. All of his fingers kind of like, just like, just kind of, it just kind of reverses. It's like reverse, reverse. Right. And Which his, is fi- it's fine. This is fine. This is fine. It's interesting because, because this, this Fero fellow seems like very normal, except that was not a very normal thing to happen to somebody. Right. Um, and I totally understand what's happening, guys. So... Fiero, of course, then kind of defends himself and, and fights back. And then he has like a very like, you know, character introduction moment where he introduces himself as Fiero Prochinezo of the Martillo family before punching the beggar in the face. Um, so that, the, that's I'm our main to, character-ish kind of character for you. I'm trying to remember the names I gave to like the gangster families, but I don't, mafia families, but I don't remember them. That's okay. I'm going to, I'm going to help you out here because we're going to, because um, here's kind of the point where we start really digging deeper we got our like glimpse of the kind of supernatural i not supernatural but the um occultish kind of weird stuff and we only got a glimpse right there because now we're going to dive full into the 1930s mafia Wait, mobster kind of is, thing is it a cult i said occult like yeah o-c-c-u-l-t yeah isn't that what i said that's what i meant oh okay i mean I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, just, I feel like the people on the train are like a little occultish. Listen, my knowledge of the of like occultish stuff is like mm-hmm. maybe a little bit knowledgeable, but not much. Mm-hmm. I, I think. But I was thinking that I assume that like if you want like those powers, you need to go through a ritual. Mm-hmm. I wasn't getting that notion. I just assumed that something happens to these people that causes yeah. them to like go and then your fingers are back. Yeah. I think I was more so thinking about the, um, like the people on the the train who are like who are like, oh, we're going to achieve. Oh right, the second life. episode. Yeah, right, right. okay. That, that they feel a little occultish to me. Um, okay, so 
Anyway, but now we're going to take a step away from that. And then we kind of dive real deep into the 1930s. We see like a whole montage of like, remember the 30s in the United States. Or if you weren't in America, this is what it was like. And it's pretty accurate. I mean, like a lot of that stuff was what was happening. Um, so like, you I, feel like I feel like there might have been some more bad because, you know, depression. It was depression. Yeah, you know, then we kind of see we get a little better view into uh the mafia families going on at the time. So first we see this guy whose name is Gustavo, different than Gustav, because just to make things more difficult, uh, Baguetta orders a large group of gun-toting men to destroy all who dare infringe upon their world, which includes the Martillos, the Gandors. Um, he doesn't care as long as they are wiped off the face of the earth. So he's part of the, I remember this, the Rigatoni family? The Rigatoni, the Runaradas. We're just going to call them the Rigatonis. So got the Rigatonis, Runa <laughs> the Rigatonis, the Gandalfs. The Gandalfs. And I don't remember yeah. the one we had for the third one. Mozzarella. Okay. Mozzarellas. Yeah, That's the offensive. mozzarellas. That's very offensive can, to Italians. <laughs> I think you can make the joke because you're like a... Like I'm a, 20% Italian. I can, I, can maybe, I can maybe sort of make the occasional joke. And I thought I was Italian for most of my childhood and probably look more Italian than you. No you offense. Do, you do, no, you look way more Italian than me. If you want to, but I say that I have Italian... When I say I have an Italian grandmother, people look at me and go like... Okay, and I go, oh, okay, that's My that's sister fine. took a DNA test, and, of course, and at least she is about 0.7% Italian, but yeah. I thought, we literally thought we were Italian through most of our childhood because we ate a lot of Italian food. <laughs> we ate a lot of pasta, so obviously we're Italian. Right. Also, like, I have an uncle, I have an uncle who is not actually related to me, who is very Italian, but mm-hmm. we thought he was related to us. I mean, what's fam? I mean, like, family doesn't have to be blood. You can be whatever, you can be whatever descent you want to be except you can't i'm sorry oh gosh but italy's fun i like it, italy italy's a great place i have Just don't been. go in july because it's hot it's hot april like now. Is sort of okay to- oh god yeah it's like the hottest temperature ever recorded in europe just happened in italy so sorry italy it sucks i'm sure it's fine it's nothing like horribly related that's gonna go wrong in the world we should stop talking about this because it's sad uh let's go back to the 30s Fucking no. Where nothing was wrong ever and nothing bad was happening afterwards. Yes. Right. So we are... Oh, this is in the Caragioso. Um, so we, we see a guy named Luck. That, That's Christian Bale, right? That uh, I think Luck is Christian Bale. Yeah. Right. So I uh, thought it was the other guy, but it's not him because I knew his name. Right. Correct. Um, because I'll, it's, it's tricky because all these people look alike. And you can either call them by the names we give them or their actual names, but I'm calling them Christian Bale till further. I don't know why I thought Christian Bale, but like a little bit. I don't know. Like I kind of, I kind of vibe with it. I think I was thinking of Newsies when he had to do like a Brooklyn, not Brooklyn accent, New York accent, like Manhattan accent Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. that movie. Yeah. Like I can, I can get behind it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm really feeling the Christian Bale. Like I'm not sure like how much you can make the connection, but like, I feel it. So like, I'm like, I'm willing. Um, so we see, so we see the Gandors, uh, the Gandalfs. Gandalfs. <laughs> Gandalfs. Um, so they have, they're like interrogating somebody. They're like beating him up, right? I, I, I literally do watch that. I don't remember. There's like a random dude they're beating up. We don't know who the random dude is. It doesn't really matter. So it looks like the boss of the Gandor is Keith, uh, Keith Gandor. And they say that their establishments come under fire once again. The victims this time being gambling parlor, speakeasy, and ticket window. None of them suffered casualties. And Berga Gander searches to his feet and roars at the, the nerve of the Runarada family, vowing to deliver them their comeuppance. 
when their subordinate says that they caught one of the perpetrators in the act, he leaves the office and violently assaults the perpetrator off screen. I had to read that word for word because this whole thing still confuses me after I've seen it like a bajillion times. Because <laughs> it's a lot to keep track of. I think once once we start getting to like the real, like the mafia stuff, I'm like, I like once like the people start getting their heads exploded, I'm like, oh. I like um, mafia stuff. I No, I like it. It's just that I, I don't follow it as well. <laughs> That's fair. I mean, like the Godfather's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's classic. No. No, I, I, I was going to go off on a bit, but I don't feel like doing that. I really don't. Just go. <laughs> All right. We're going to keep going. Because uh, I think these these next scenes are interesting because we're basically just, like, going back and forth between all the different families. So we, we get some information uh, that we go to the Ruderadas. So Gustavo reports that Gustavo, who's part of the Rigatonis, obviously, reports that his men have gunned down Luck Gandor. And that he has received intelligence on a new bomb prototype. Keep an ear out because we hear mentionings of a bomb going on. Um, he suggests that once they obtain the explosives, dealing with the Gandors and the Martillos will be child's play. So that'll be fun. Yeah. There's, bo- there's bombs now. There's bombs. There's weird people who, like, heal themselves. And there's mafia members. What Was more there, could you want? Wait, were bombs a thing in the 30s? I mean, I know, I know this is, like, all-universe. I don't know I mean, much. Of- World War One happened. Pretty sure they exploded oh, things a lot. I thought back that then. was gas, though. I mean, por qué no los dos? Well, oh. I mean, hopefully America doesn't do anything worse with a bomb later on in oh, history. Oh, yikes! The shots I- fired. <laughs> I mean, oh boy, uh, that's Bacano? a conversation. Bacano. Uh, we're gonna get in so much trouble. So the Runaradas um, don't just have the Gan- the Gandalfs to look for, but they have this other guy. They're looking for uh, Dallas Genoward, and we know that he there's his sister is like looking for him. That's like a thing that we hear more. We see like a glimpse of it, and he's either dead or not dead. Mm-hmm. And then we we flash back to to Gustav Saint Germain and Carol, and Gustav makes a comment that it would not be too strange if he and Carol turned out to be the characters who begin the tale. And then we drop the title, of course, 11 minutes in. Right. <laughs> like, there's the title, um, which is, hold on, hold on. You already said it. The vice president doesn't say anything about the possibility of him being the main character, which is interesting because I think, and I said this when we did our first recording, it was kind of like these characters, they're not, they don't have really an active role in the story. I mean, their role is like they're reporters, they're reporting the story. So this is more like the framing device of which we we kind of view the story, them trying to piece together what the important parts of the story are kind of presented to us like a very kind of mismatched jumbling of different pieces that we have to piece together ourselves, almost like we the viewer are the journalist, uh, which is which is fun and cool and also a little frustrating. But I think it's a really cool way of telling a story, but I might go on that uh, a little later because I want to finish up this episode. Oh, How boy. much more happens? A what lot. is happening? Real? Did it? I literally remember like two more things. No, three more things. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go fast here, because um, we've been talking for like a half hour. <laughs> we still have another episode to do. Uh, it's still better than our last recording. Let's it's, be honest. It, it's still better than last. If you're like really, the answer is yes. It is. Let's like again, see. like I had a cold and I was just kind of like making Kaylin uncomfortable the entire time. It was great. I forgot to tell her that I had a cold. It's bad. Um, I'm a giant germaphobe, so like life that was a that was a tough day for me. Good so, thing 2020 was great for you. 2020 was a great year for me. <laughs> I'm dead inside. Um, 2021 <laughs> is now shaping up to be great as well. So like, thanks everybody. <laughs> We're fine. We're fine. I'm not. We're um, watching Wandavision, and I just want to have that meme of like, I'm fine. Yeah, that, that's really a really 
to some degree. Um, so we're going to go back to 1931. Um, and so we heard the name Dallas Genoward. We, they identify him as a uh, second son of the Genoward family. And so we get some kind of backstory on that is um, somebody killed his, like Dallas's father and older brother. It's like that becomes a thing, kind of gets mentioned later. I just thought of something else. Yeah. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> I was thinking, like, it'd be funny if there was, like, a mafia version of Game of Thrones, but I think that's the Sopranos. It might just be the Sopranos. Yeah. The, o- it's like the, the OG. Thing just, the thing is, it's kind of like a dad and older brother, and I'm like, that happened in Game of Thrones. So, oh, wait, no. So is Game of Thrones the medieval version of the Sopranos, because the Sopranos came out first. That's true. That's how we got to look at it. Or a mafia version of Sex in the City. Even better. Even better. What if, what if Game of Thrones is just a mafia medieval version of Sex in the City? <laughs> just like multiple layers of hell just going down. <laughs> Bacchano. Bacchano. So basically at, at this part they're talking about like, it's a lot of mafia stuff. They're telling like somebody's killing people. They're trying to cover it up. It's all kind of a lot of things. We see we're fashioned back to different families. So the the Gandalfs are worried about this. The Rigatonis are worried about that. Uh, it's it's a whole thing. Um, so they go back to the place. I think the the Gandors where they're interrogating the one guy, and then uh, Luck Gand. So Christian Bale shows up, and they're like, "Wait, he should be dead, uh, but he's not dead." And so we're like, "What the hell is that all about?" Good question. Um, so that's great. So we actually, they, they do a little more torturing, which is awesome. Love it. Uh, so we actually get to see what the heck he's talking about. And the scene flashes back. And we're a little confused because a lot of the time in the show, there's no indication of when we're going back or forward. Like It's a very smooth transition, which is cool. And again, very confusing. Um, so we're actually going back to see what the heck this guy was talking about when he's very surprised that this guy who looks clearly fine is actually alive. So we see it's a scene in a bookstore. So we actually also see Firo Prochenezo come in as well, who we saw him earlier in the episode. And it looks like these two know each other. And they kind of allude to some events that were taking place in like the year before. So this is 1931. So obviously something happened in 1930, which we kind of was already alluded to by the uh, character of Carol. Um, so we know things are, are happening, but we don't quite know what yet. And these characters are just kind of talking, shooting the breeze. They mention somebody they mentioned somebody by the name of Fino and we have no idea who that is um but Fero seems to know so so they're talking very familiarly and we have no idea what their relationship is which is very interesting and so they're talking about uh some friends who are going to be arriving on the flying pussyfoot it sounds like there's a lot of people coming they mentioned like name after name some of the names that we saw in the opening sequence some people we haven't actually seen yet some of them have been on screen others haven't or we've flash by them so fast that there's nobody could actually possibly recognize them unless you've seen this show like three times before. And then you're like, oh, oh, oh. You know, we, we get the impression that people know each other, that there's things happening. So this part of the story is happening um, after the event or during the event of the whole flying pussyfoot thing, which is something that we learned about later. And, you know, they're having a good time. And then, of course, all of a sudden that uh, there's a drive-by. <laughs> yeah. And they just get shot. And they're dead. The end. To death. The end. So we kind of leave them there just to kind of sit and have a nap because I think they need it. <laughs> they, they, they worked hard. After they got shot. shot. They were, got perforated. So wait, question. So yeah. like, I forget if we were talking because I remember like comparing this to like Deadpool rules. Mm-hmm. So like Deadpool gets like is like in pain whenever he gets shot, but then mm-hmm. he can like regenerate and stuff. So mm-hmm. are they in pain or is it kind of just like a meh? I actually 
don't know for sure. I know they don't. I'm thinking like no, because they don't follow Deadpool rules. Like maybe not. They don't follow Deadpool rules. No. Or if they experience that so much, they don't feel pain after like a certain amount of times. So I'm right. not, I'm not quite sure. Because sometimes they seem like they are in pain, but sometimes it just seems more like the shock of it happening rather than the actual pain of it happening. So that's right. kind of what I gathered. But we're going to let them be. Like our little buddies are having a nice nap. Elsewhere, we see um, we're also probably either in the future or in the present, kind of somewhere around that time, maybe not quite happening um, simultaneously. There was some kind of accident that happened. It's not necessarily a train accident, but something happened by the rail tracks um, where there's a lot of people dead. The pussy uh, crashed. The pussy. <laughs> the pussy had a terrible accident. Oh, so no. something something horrible happened and we have two investigators kind of investigating. So the police are like, hey, what's why? And they're like, it's classified information. So we know that they're kind of these two guys. What are their names? Edward and Bill. Very common names. So this train was going from Chicago to New York. And apparently after looking at the passenger list, that they confirmed that there is presence of immortals. So that's kind of where the light bulb goes off a little bit. And we're like, oh, is that is that why this guy whose hand, is, is he an immortal? Is that what that is? So we know that we know that people know that there are things that aren't quite normal going on. Well. And then we kind of see, once we hear the word immortal, that's kind of when everything starts coming back together. So we go back in the, to the bookshop. Uh, Luck and Firo kind of jump up from their nap. It was fine. They were only perforated with dozens of bullets. They're good. They they jump right back. It probably didn't hit any of the internal organs and like yeah. nothing. They didn't bleed out. It's fine. Yeah. You can survive a bullet wound as long as it doesn't hit any organs <laughs> or arteries or you don't bleed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so then we go back to, we see a random shot of, they call it a lobby of a manor. There's this lady with a spear who like, okay, also didn't see you in the opening. That's fine. Um, we see the guy whose ear was partially cut. It repairs itself. And they're like, oh, that's cool. It's like a little magic trick. And you're like, oh, okay. Uh, Yes. But like, he was kind of shocked too. So it gets, so like the whole, like, how do you become said immortal is quite, I'm still confused. We're still confused on that. Because we, like, at this point, all we've heard, done is heard the word immortal. And we don't know what the rules are. And like, like knowing those characters. There's no ground rules. Yeah. And knowing those characters, you know that happened by accident. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they you probably didn't it. willingly do that. Um, Isaac and Mary are fantastic characters. I love them. I can't wait to talk about them more in the next episode. Um, but so he's fine. Um, we see the small child whose head got exploded. He's uh, fine. He's fine. He's good. He comes back like well, that's good. Our um, Dodger's good, and he doesn't seem he doesn't seem very um, you know he's not he doesn't seem super traumatized by that thing. He just seems more inconvenienced than anything. It is, look, it is kind of an inconvenience when your head explodes. Yeah. And then it, like, has to regenerate. <laughs> then we are back in the bookshop, so then we see um, everyone pops up like they're fine. Fiero bursts through, and, of course, they, you know, takes out some of the, the guys. Take, they fight back. Um, it's fine. And Lech tries to, Christian Bale, of course, he tries to convince the shopkeepers, like, hey, nothing happened here. And the shopkeeper's like, yeah, no, I'm not telling anybody about this. We're good. Um, because this, they're going to think I'm crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. Because that would be something that's crazy. We see there's like a brief flash of this character of like only a silhouette we see on top of a train. No idea what that's about. I mean, I know what that's about. 
Dara has no idea what that's about. There was a silhouette. Um, there was a silhouette. I forgot. It was like there was like a writing on the train, and somebody's like, well, "Wasn't oh, that come, the thing in I'll episode two? Oh gosh, I don't know. The no, the, the, the the thing with the 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 the, the ooh spooky. <laughs> um yeah um oh it's very interesting you bring that up but we're gonna keep moving okay um, so then we go to Grand Central Station uh, and then we basically see. This is the point in the episode where really just everyone comes together, like all these characters that we've sort of seen glimpses of, you know, through the episode or even just in the opening kind of start coming together. We see some characters like Sofiro gets a table with, um, we see characters called uh, Miza and Ennis who really haven't been introduced yet. Um, we see the Gandors kind of there. Um, so they start talking about the flying pussyfoot, but apparently it's broken down and all the passengers have been transferred to a new train. And then we kind of see some of Wait, them. Wait, I thought they all died. Um, some of them died. I thought so they all died. A, a couple made it. All right. A, couple, a few made it. Like not, ten? Not like many. ten? It's it, not like... So it's like... So it's like the Titanic. Yeah. Where kinda. they all survived. Or no, no, like, no, they didn't all survive. <laughs> every, everyone that you like survives. Leonardo DiCaprio didn't survive? Besides Leo. Everyone, everyone on the flying pussyfoot that you like survives, I think. Okay. <laughs> I don't know who you like, um, but I'm sure they I did. like Isaac and Vera. Isaac and Vera, then they're good. They're, they made it. Uh, I'm like that one guy you survived that I that kind of creeps me out. Oh, yeah. And there, yeah, well, we see that because somebody who's didn't quite get on the other train, but is now just like in the snow. Um, he's all white and he's got a lady on him. Um, and he makes me kind of uncomfortable sometimes with the things, the actions that he does and things that he says. Uh, and he's, he's just like fine. missing part of his arm. He like, he's asking for thinking, help. And I and thought it was just, metal the first time thought, we watched it. Well, cause it does look like kind of like a metal kind of thing. It just comes up. It's literally just like this part of the bone. Yeah. Um, and that's it. There's no meat. There's no flesh. It's just the bone. So like he's, he's got it. He's kind of down bad right now. Right. And he, and he, and he kind of talks about wanting to kill the lady that he's with. And he says it kind of romantically. Um, Does he? I, he thinks he's romantic, I think. But it's it's also really weird. There's like a random shot of a woman like in a river. We don't know who she is. I mean, like if you watch the credits, you'll know who she is. But like we don't know who she is yet. Um, I don't remember her name. I know her name, but I'm not going to say it. It's not Did even. It's it? not even the episode description. It's just the black dress lady. Do we find out by? I know because we technically. Do we find out after episode like three or four? Uh, yeah. Okay. I forget. I think it's like vaguely mentioned in three or four, but she she really doesn't have much of a role in any of the things that we've. seen. I feel yet. like I called her something, but I don't remember. Oh, I don't. I don't remember either. I'll, um, I'll figure it out. All right. Yep. And then basically, as everybody, as the survivors disembark on the train, we have the other people waiting for them, and then like everyone comes together, and the episode pretty much ends there. Hooray! Yay! Yay. Um, so, dear, what do you think of this episode? Uh, it made total sense. I yeah. understand everything that's going on in the show, okay. and uh, there's all gonna everything was logical, mm-hmm. and all the characters you knew what their motivations were, who they were, the relationships were with people, what ga- family they were part of. It made sense. Ah, good. I feel like you're lying to me. Oh, I'm totally lying to you. Oh, yeah. I still don't know what's happening. Uh, I th- I think this is I love this as a pilot. Um, it's hard when you have to go back and explain it. It's a lot more fun to just be watching it because uh, to go back and explain it is really stressful. I don't is, remember my reaction to this, but I feel like it was just kind of like a. It was like a what? I didn't go. Biz- yeah. I know I didn't go bizarre because I was like planning on just kind of going like, "Yep, that's going on." That sure. That sure was a thing that happened. Yep. There was oh, totally boy. a guy whose finger just went joop. 
Yep, they just, it just, but then it went, it went, and it went, I mean, granted, the second episode made more sense. Mm-hmm. Not much more sense. Yeah, this is a, this is a great pilot to me because it's like, I went in, I go, I have no idea what's going on and I want to learn more. I think some people could get really turned off by that, um, but it sets up so many questions and it answers some of them. Like there is, I think there is payoff in this episode. Like a lot of stuff we like, we see glimpses of things in the beginning that come back. And this episode is really satisfying after you've watched the whole show because you go back and you're like, oh, oh, okay. There we I go. I do kind of feel like if I was watching this like, like regularly and I just like, I'm going to watch this pilot. I think I would have just been like, I don't need to. I kind of feel like if I wasn't watching this for the show, I wouldn't have watched. I wouldn't have finished it. Yeah, that's why I'm here to, to show you the world. Shining, shimmering and full of blood and bullets. So, I mean, this is your first, this is your first real run-in with an anime series, Dara. So, like, so what, how, how'd that go? Again, it made total sense. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's still, like. It's, it leaves, we have to see. There's a lot. There's a lot that like, we don't There's know. definitely bits that, especially, like, with the next episode, there's bits that I enjoyed, but I'm still kind of, like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anime's going to be my thing. Or I'll become a, a weeb. A weeb. <laughs> no. Uh, the, I mean, weeb's the bad. That's. I mean, that's like the I'm derogatory not, word. So I am a weeb. Um, you're not a weeb. Am I not? A, I don't know what's going you're, on. You're not a weeb. No. I don't know the term. The weeb, weeb is like, that's like short for weeaboo. It was all the kids that were like a little too hyper obsessed with Japan back in high school. That would just like throw random Japanese words into conversation in a way that was like little yikes. So, like, all the kids that took Japanese in high school? No. Did you have Japanese in high school? We did, actually. I think you could take... You couldn't take it fresh... You couldn't take it sophomore. You had to wait till junior year to take it. Like, we had, like, your your French, Latin, German, Spanish, and then I think once you were junior, you could take Japanese. Was it everybody's... (laughs) I didn't take it. I I hate your school. I hate your school because they offered actual things. Well, what did your school offer languages? Spanish, German, French. Yeah, that was it. It was fine. That's fine. You didn't um, get Latin. No, I actually was going to take Latin, and they stopped offering it uh, right before I got there. That sucks. Yeah, it's um. You could get one. I of those, have thoughts like, on that. You can um, get one of those uh, 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 app things that cost a ton of money to learn Japanese if you want. Like Rosetta Stone? I've been actually using Duolingo. I have friends learning Japanese right now, so I'm, I am Is jealous Is Duolingo cost money, though? No, Duolingo's free. Oh, I might want to use that. I want to learn. I kind of want to brush up on my... F- I might want to brush up my French because I, I, I don't remember much of it. <laughs> I can order a steak and french fries in France. <laughs> and a quiche. Very good. I mean... That's what all you need. And I can say my name. Actually, I don't remember how to ask to go to the bathroom. Shimiped. Um, I, oh, I don't know how to use ask for the bathroom. All I have to just say is toilet. Yeah. Bacchino. Bacchino. Uh, so what I love about this Wikipedia. So the Bacchino Wikipedia is really good. The problem with the wiki is that the episode uh, descriptions are so detailed. Like, like it's too good. Like that's my that's my critique. It's too good. And where I'm like, I have to actually sort through this to just gleam the highlights. And we're already um, at an hour. I know. Uh, but instead of a trivia section where it gives like some trivia, I mean, there is tri- the trivia is more about like things they got wrong in the show. Oh wait, that's a cool. Oh wait, this is like really 
this is really long. Um, the trivia is like more about the show than like other things. Um, but there are, it has a whole section called unanswered questions, which is just a section that goes like, what do we not know? Everything. And so it's very long. Um, Everything. I don't know anything. And I'm very confused. And I don't know how I feel. So I'll just read a couple of these. Uh, it's just like, like things that are mentioned in the episode that were like, what the heck is this? Like what happened on the Edwina Avis and the flying pussyfoot? What exactly does Bill mean by immortals? What was Jacuzzi running from? Did we even remember? Was I know like there was a glimpse of Jacuzzi. We just, we, yeah, we briefly see Jacuzzi. We're introduced to him in the second episode. So I'm just going to hold off. Who keeps his name because, boy. I mean, Jacuzzi, you have to keep that name. You can't, you have to, you have to. That you're, if you're legally named Jacuzzi, you're actually legally barred from ever changing it. Um, it's in the bylaws. So you got it like real. In the, the Bible? I said bylaws. Oh. <laughs> it could be in the Bible too. I haven't really read that. Um, <laughs> Neither have I, but. So God loves us. God, amen, sister. Uh, so that is, um, so that was Bacchino episode one, where we don't know what's going on, but the pri- vice president doesn't say anything about the possibility of him being the main character. Uh, maybe we'll learn more when we go to episode two, setting the old woman's columns aside, the flying pussyfoot departs. Spoiler, um, we don't. We, we don't, but stay tuned. And when we come back, we're going to do that. Okay. Okay. Woo! All right, and welcome back. We are still on Bacchino. We are on episode two, setting the old woman's qualms aside. The flying pussyfoot departs. Dara, what do you think of this episode? Well, at least that title made sense. Yes. So I would say this episode made sense. Um, it made more sense. A little more than- sense in the first one. Right. There's still some weird things that we don't quite get. I did enjoy this more. Like, I felt like if I wasn't watching this for the show mm-hmm. and I... And I would I would stop after the pilot, and then somebody just said, "Can we just watch the second episode together?" Like if you said that to me, I'd be like, yeah. "Fine, I guess." And then I'd be like, "Eh." It's like, oh, I'm like intrigued because well, because this episode I think we really get to learn more about characters. Instead, I think in that last episode again we were like kind of viewing things from the framing device of like looking at reporters trying to nail down a story and nail down the people in the story. I think this is when we actually get to know people like as people. And like as characters in this, and I think that's why it's it's uh, a little more interesting, and we get to kind of focus on a little some, we kind of get to to narrow in on some other characters, right? And the characters we like we focus on in this episode are characters that I like a lot, um, yeah. So it really helps, right? Um, so we're starting off as in Chicago, which is where the flying pussyfoot is going to depart. Great name, by the way. I feel like we didn't appreciate that as much in the last episode. Right, but I'm still calling it the flying pussy. Uh, the flying pussyfoot. Uh, it's a it's a great train. It is a modern marvel, and the, an old gentleman kind of describes it of why it's so great. Um, one thing you know, it's, it's the first. It's the unsinkable ship. It's it's basically the unsinkable ship. Like that's that's all you have to know. And we know how that this. worked out. Yeah, so we know how this works out. So we it's it bodes well. Um, but we know that in the end, our hearts will go on, whether it be near. Or far. Or even wherever you are. 
I do like that song. It's a great song. It's a great. It's a great song. I so we learn a little bit more about the the train, like state of the art, blah blah blah, and the front class first class is up in the front rather than in the rear, which is where it's usually been in the past, and that may prove to be important at some point in the story. Who knows? But his the old lady, his wife, she has a sixth sense, which tells her that they should not get on this train. If her intuition is correct, many people will die during this journey. Those who survive will be those with good luck. And is she Milton Hershey? Who are not human. What? Milton Hershey. What about Milton Hershey? He was supposed to go on the Titanic. Oh. And then didn't. I'm not sure I realized that. And this Good is for before you, he invented Hershey's chocolate. Thanks. Thanks, Milton. We appreciate you and your chocolate. And Hershey Park. Yeah. And the Milton Hershey School. I'm not sure if he actually founded that OSHA's name for him. Anyway, so this lady uh, says that, you know... It's bad. Don't go on the train. You either got to be lucky or you not even human to be able to survive this thing. So um, bye. And then, then we drop the title card, which, of course, if I remind you, setting the old woman's qualms aside, the flying pussyfoot departs. So even if the old lady is a little nervous, we go in anyway. Well, she's not. So uh, good luck, lady. Um, so at the tail end of 1930, so we're flashing back almost a whole year, we see two characters who we met in the last episode, and they are the first characters introduced in the opening sequence, that fabulous opening sequence, um, Isaac and Miria. Yeah, They are two kind of partners in crime, are th- I guess partners in life. They, they're not really ever explicit with it, but like, we get the idea. I assume they're, that they're, they're fu- I assume that they're fucking. Probably. Probably. Um, I mean, they're both attractive. They're both idiots. They're made what, for each what other. What more could you want? Um, so they have embarked on their recent scheme, which is they are mining for gold in a California mine shaft. Question about yeah. that. They're mining for gold and they're being unsuccessful. But like as we see later, they're successful robbers. Yeah. Like, and they're good at robbing, considering they're, they're idiots. Very good at it. So yes. like, why mine for gold? You're already good at this one thing. They get you money. I don't, I don't know. I think, it's, I think they're just, they're, they like to be creative, I guess. They they're trying to explore their options. Also, would they have a lot of money if they rob? I don't know, but I I mean well, it's a dangerous I mean, kind of thing. I guess. And Bonnie and Clyde didn't have a lot of money. And they ended up fine, sort of, sort of, or dead. Kind of. Uh, fine and dead, really like the same thing. It's just I mean it's, the only difference is how soon you wake up from your nap. Um, well, robbing wise, <laughs> they didn't. They were actually poor for a long time. Uh, <laughs> Bacano. Bacano. So, yes, um, Isaac and Miriam are mining for gold because, well, it's like stealing, right? Um, except you're just stealing from the earth, which no one has ever done before. Especially white people. Especially white people. Never done that before. So they are doing this. We see a flash forward to five months later, and Miriam wonders why they are digging for gold when gold is usually found river panning. But, of course, the last time they did that, um, those guys yelled at them to get off their property, so, like, they didn't really work out for them. Um, and so... We just kind of keep flashing forward months of them being like, hey, we're they doing the same thing and it's not yielding them any results, which is not a big surprise because they're both idiots. Right. Um, I feel like Isaac is the one who like has the ideas and like tries to like make reasoning for things that don't make any sense. And Miria is just good natured and goes along with it because we love her. We, well, I love them both, actually. But yeah. they eventually. No, I like them a lot. I would watch a show, maybe not a whole show with them. Because mm-hmm. I feel I feel like the whole idiot bit would get annoying. Yeah. Maybe like a web short series. Oh, that they, that would be a good web short that series. That would be. 
Uh, but they receive a letter from a friend named Ennis, who we saw briefly in the last episode and we see like in the title sequence, but we really don't know much about her. Because um, she only has one name. It's just Ennis. Is Ennis uh, short for anything? Not in no. the show, but like in general. I don't think so. I, I don't really know like, anything about that I like name. the name Ennis though for a girl. It's a cool, it's a cool name. Yeah. Actually, is it? Hold on. I'm going to look it up, see if it's actually a name. Oh, it's actually a masculine name. No, it is. But I think you could, I mean. People do it all the time. Yeah, I've heard, I think I've heard the name Ennis for uh, a girl before. I like in this website, I have behindthename.com. It's like it's like different categories. And the first one, it says Bacchino characters. Hell yeah. What? Um, <laughs> did it know whole, that you... There's a whole category on this website for Bacchino characters. What did, what did you Google? I'm, oh, I'm, I'm on behindthename.com. Oh. It's the, this is the website I go to f- to consult for naming for um, characters, if anybody wants to know. Oh, um, uh, I thought you went on, like, I thought you just Googled names, and I'm like, why would Google assume Bacchino? Why wouldn't Google assume Bacchino? Uh, I don't know. So, anyway, they so they read a letter from their friend Ennis, who seem, who's very nice and talks about how much she misses them, and everyone in New York, you know, thinks about them, thinks they're great, you know, enjoys them, blah, 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 blah. Um, and so she kind of talks a little bit more about her life. Um she confesses that she is sad whenever she thinks of those who were created before her, which is like a little, which is an interesting wording because most of us don't say we were created. I mean, like, I guess in a religious sense sometimes, but not quite like, yes, when I was created, people usually look at you weird there. So well, I don't know if you know this, Caitlin, but like literally, like, so like the way that you like create a child is like you get a little stick thing. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. I got to take notes here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you get a stick thing and then you okay. put it into oh. like this like, whole thing to circle it oh. and then just go until like you shoot stuff <laughs> and then it creates a thing that's horrible <laughs> i don't ever want to do that that was the it's... worst thing i've ever seen in my life um, no it's not you we were in health class i unfortunately was i blocked that out so anyway um <laughs> well th- thank you for that graphic demonstration dara um, we're going to move on now and talk about Bacchino, okay? Okay, where the only graphic thing is people like bleeding out, which is a lot more entertaining to watch. Um, <laughs> That's more entertaining than sex. I mean. No, I agree with you. Like, so, again, I did watch some of Sex Life, and it's way more entertaining with violence. <laughs> violence is fun. But Isaac and me are also a little confused about, and this is wording here, she, they don't really understand what, you know, create it means. And so they think that means that she is sad that um, she doesn't have any siblings or that her siblings are dead and they're trying to read between the lines. Uh, Isaac thinks that Ennis means that she wants a younger brother, uh, but they cannot provide that because they are not Ennis's parents and therefore cannot conceive of a child that would be biologically her brother. So they, well, they don't to... understand that biology doesn't mean family. Um, they're not. F- well, they try. Also, would they would they do well raising a child? Probably, probably by accident. Like raising a child, accidentally good parents. Yes. Huh. I, like I Helena exactly North and Black. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, because they can't actually give her what they think that she wants, they suggest that maybe they just get her a souvenir on the way to New York. Hooray! Um, they, of course. Uh, they can't afford anything because they don't have any money because they're, I mean, they're literally in their underwear in a mine shaft trying to dig for gold and have been for the past like nine months. So like, hasn't really worked out for them. 
they so they like, oh, we'll take a train over and we'll commit a train robbery. But they're not very smart and they think a train robbery includes they take a train so they take a train to their destination, right? Right. They commit the robbery. Right. And then they escape back on the train. Right. That's how a train robbery works, right? No. Ah, darn. They think that a train robbery is what happens. Take the train, rob, and then take the... It's, it's not really. But they but they need money to be able to take the train so then they can make the train robbery. So they're going to do they what... Have... They're going to do what they always do, which, of course, is... Oh, me? Rob the mafia. Yay! <laughs> when you don't know what to do, just steal from the mafia. Because, like... They don't know what's going on. Which um, is funny considering, like, you figured the mafia would, like, be good with thieves and, like, dealing with them. But not these guys, because they're absolutely chaotic. As we it, can, Yeah, it's it's funny. They're good robbers. They're very good robbers. It's, uh, they're, it's, it's a, they're, they're very good at what they do, but, um, but there's, like, they have two brain cells that they rub together and then try to do as much as they can with that. It ends up working. Uh, but we see that kind of part of their whole shtick as robbers is they they dress up in costume. Uh, we see that in the opening sequence, but we see it here as they dress as Babe Ruth and Ty Cobb. They attack two mafiosi and steal a, a bag full of money. And it's very funny. It's very funny set up because you can hear the, the ball game in the background. Yeah. So the, the juxtaposition is great there. Um. I just find it funny that, like, they robbed that so they could get onto the train to do another robbery. A train yeah. robbery, which they don't understand train robberies. They don't know how train robbery works. But I think that they, they eventually forget that they're doing the train robbery or decide that they've... So eventually they just, like, forego the train robbery thing altogether uh, because they forget that they needed to do one. It's so... They're, it's it's very funny. Also, it looks like they stole enough money to get onto the train and get nice clothes. Yeah. And, you could just buy her a souvenir. Also, like, I think she just wants you guys to visit. Like, you don't actually need to buy her a souvenir. I think the gift is yourself. Right. That's all you need. So Isaac and Miriam make their way to uh, the uh, station in Chicago. Um, and we see them with outfits. I think that we see them in this arc, which is uh, Wild West Gunman and a saloon girl. Hooray. Uh, which is which is great because they're absolutely insane. So... We see there's a lot of people gathering, ready to go on this train. We see a lot of different groups of people. Um, we see a group of black-suited uh, musicians. So they're definitely musicians, and they definitely right. have boxes full of instruments. Right. It's fine. But they're going to play music with. Right. They're, there might be a, clar- a there might be a clarinetist. This. Yes. Is that the right term? Sure, clarinet clarinetist. I think so. I should know that. Well, no, like, like if you play the flute, like you're a flaut- flautist? Flautist, yeah. But clarinet's just clarinetist. Um, clarinet player? That sounds... Clarinet player, that's me. I play the clarinet. Do you still play the clarinet? Uh, occasionally. I haven't lately. And I'm, I miss it. I miss playing the clarinet, actually. Can you play the bass clarinet? Um, sure. Like, could, could you learn it's, it? Um, I've never learned it before, but I could, I could pick it up because it's like the same, like, you know, fingerings. <laughs> I was gonna say something and then I realized it sounded inappropriate. Yes. Anyway, Bacano. Bacano. Uh, We're fine. Um, so we see a bunch of groups. I just want to try to see if I can get this in order for editing's sake. Um, we see there's a couple different conductors. We have like an old conductor, a middle-aged conductor, and a young conductor who for most of the time we see him referred to as the young conductor. So does he have yeah. a name? I don't know. 
Um, Which, like, but, like, you find out, like, the new conductor, it's his first time, like, conducting a train. Yeah. And the old conductor, he's one day away from retirement. So what could go wrong? What could go wrong? Everything. Everything. Middle conductor, we don't know much about that fella. Um, this, because that's fine. Does he matter? He, I, that's a great question. Okay. Um, does anybody so, matter? What's going on? Does anybody, that's a fabulous question. So they, they, the conductor's kind of talking, and as they depart, somebody nabs the old conductor, um, which is fine. It's obviously nothing. I thought they robbed the young conductor. No, they robbed the old conductor. Did they? Yeah, the young conductor still, because the young conductor makes it to the train. The old conductor oh, right. does I not thought the old make conductor it on the train. Was, oh, but he's, he dead? Oh, he's dead. Okay. They, like, fine. throw him in the river. Yeah, there's, like, a shot of, like, a body. In the river, and it's the old conductor. But um, he was so one he day away to, from retirement. He never made it to retirement. Well, he made it to the ultimate retirement. <laughs> Death. <laughs> pour one out. Pour one out for your boy. It's Tony. like that. What? Like, luckily, like it'll be like that one movie that I don't remember the name of. Hold on. Would you, would you like to narrow that down? Meryl Streep's in it. <laughs> Is that narrowed down? What's the plot of this movie? Um, there's a guy. Yeah. And he dies. He gets hit by a car. Yeah. And he dies. And then he goes to purgatory. And then they have to, like, uh, defending your life. Oh, okay. But it's like, they're in in purgatory. And then they have to, like, go through, like, a a whole, like, trial thing of, like, and they show you bits of your life. And if you lived a fulfilling life, then you get to go to heaven or the grave, whatever the hell. And then if you don't have a feeling like you have to go to hell, which is you get reincarnated. Oh. Well, that's interesting that they would portray reincarnation as a type of hell. Yeah. but Because um, that, that's, I mean, that goes against some religions out there, which sees yeah. reincarnation as a good thing. So like, But the best sorry. part is you go, there's like all these, like, it's like a town thing. So there's like all these like restaurants and stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can eat like all the food you want and you, and it doesn't count for calories. Isn't that just like the good place? I mean, this came before The Good Place, but... It did, have, have yeah, this is like the place? 80s. Oh, you should watch The Good Place if you have I know, it. Than I, I know, I'm gonna watch it. That's okay. Also, Bogna. isn't The Good Place, like, not... The, I know I know that spoiler, but, like, it's That's not... It's a big spoiler, yeah. Um, but even if you know the spoiler, it doesn't really detract from the experience. I mean, it detracts from, like, the shock of the, the first twist, but, like... Bacchino! It's, it's a really fun experience. Anyway, so, um, let's see... Um, we see the musician group of musicians. We see this group of like this gang of looks like um, burn victims, scallywags. <laughs> yeah, um, we see some people with scars, some tattoos. They they're just like you know well, they're ragtag a ragtag bunch is what well, I would call them. Well, that's jacuzzi. Jacuzzi Splot. What a great name. His name is his name is Jacuzzi Splot. He's kind of like the the Sokka of the gang. He's, he, he's not, though, because he's, like, his whole personality is that he's a fraidy cat. I guess I just thought he was kind of funny. Yo, he's so funny. He, yes, he is funny. And um, isn't and Sokka I love afraid him. of, like, some stuff, at least in the beginning? I get a little bit, but the Sokka in the beginning was more just, like, a misogynist. Um, but then he got better. He was uh, misogynist? I don't actually remember. A little bit. A little bit. Well, I loved his arc in Legend of Korra. Um... Boy, I so Jacuzzi Splot and his group of friends, 
uh, Jacuzzi's gang, who I love. Yeah, Jacuzzi, we just, we, we learned that he is um, very nervous and everyone is just kind of used to his neuroses. That's all we learn about him at this point. We'll come back to him right. later. And then we see another group of people who are dressed in all white as opposed to the people dressed in all black. Um, and I think uh, Isaac and Miria wondering what the heck they're up to. Uh, they said, maybe it's a wedding. Um, but we see this guy and we recognize the one guy from the last episode was the guy who like missed his arm at one point. But right now his arm is there intact and he has a lady on his arm. And he's sane. Yeah. And we're kind of wondering like, is she okay? Is she? Is she, is she okay? Like, like I'm so confused. Even because like we said, like we actually recorded like four episodes. Yeah. I, I think she's into it. I think she is into it. So if you like, re- if you like read her expressions, like you can like either interpret her as like, she's like, has a weird fetish or like she's terrified. Um, I think as we go, I think we think she might be into it. Um, if it's a fetish, looks- that's, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want her to die, but mm-hmm. like, as long as it's with consenting adults. Mm-hmm. So we have a, like a white suit gang who, um, Seems like they they kind of like violence. I get very violent vibes from them. I mean, one of their guys is the one that uh, steals the uh, conductor uniform and throws the old conductor in the river. So rip Tony. You know, you have the black suit gang who's carrying instruments. Definitely not any weapons of any sort. Um, we have a gang of uh, bootleggers. And we also have the first class passengers of Natalie and Mary Barium, who are the wife and daughter of the senator. Um, and which senator? The senator. The senator. The one senator. The senator. The one senator. God, how much, would politics be better with one senator? No, no. I am the Senate. So I like the to side note that Isaac. So this line says Isaac enthuses that there will be plenty of expensive presents, perfect for their train robbery. Uh, Mary replies that she thought they were running away from the train robbery they already committed. At which Isaac pauses before agreeing that that is exactly what they're doing. So Isaac always does a thing where he like starts talking like he knows something and then Miria corrects him. And then he goes, oh yeah, that's what I meant the whole time. So they're not robbing the train. They, they're not, they, they have currently, well, in their mind, they've probably already robbed the train, but no. Did they rob enough money so that, they, well, they clearly robbed enough money to get outfits and get on the train. And I'm assuming first class. They uh, like a, like an upper class, and they um, we see them. They they order a lot of food <laughs> later on. Right, but it's free, right? That's it's all you can eat. No, it's not. Not um, that'd be oh that'd be not, no. Oh, I miss all you can eat buffets. Not really. It's now that you think about it, it's like oh, people were just like all up in that. That's weird. Um, like I miss it, but like I don't miss it. Yeah. I think I, I just like I to think that. of like if you're alone and you can just like not eat all day and then eat all of the Chinese food that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went to a lot of Chinese, but all you can eat buffets. Oh, that sounds like fun. That's all I want Chinese food. Sounds good. I ate a lot of cheese today. Why? Because I like cheese. Okay. I don't I know if like... you're at like a cheese festival. No, I was just I just had some cheese because I was I was feeling it. Um, so no regrets. That's fair. But anyway, so back in the senator's office, speaking of the senator's uh, wife and daughter, the senator's office, word gets to him that his daughter and wife um, are on the train because it seems like something is happening. Uh, So they do say that they have been put in first class. So if anything happens to them, they should be, anything happens, they should be safe. 
Um, but he said that there, his aide says there still is time to stop the train because we are getting the implication that something's going to go down. And we don't know who's going down, what's going down, when Okay, let's going be down. clear. There's yeah. like five things going down. There's like five. Like everyone is on this train has different plans on the train. Well, and, what, what, I'm confused. There's a lot going on on the train. Right. Um, so, but the senator says, nope, stick to the plan. So he sounds like a terrible father um, and husband. Just, just, well, he, just he, he, the little things that we know. He could get a new wife. He just, he just get one on, off eBay. I mean, he's a senator. It's true. It's true. So we and go, like, yeah. Are women valuable continue. back then? Are women ever valuable? In, yes. In, um, uh, on Mars. Oh, but that's... I was going to make a joke, but then I had the wrong planet. I was going to say, but that's where boys go to get more stupid. I was like, fuck, that's Jupiter. I messed up. No, it's Messed the place up. where the where the uh, where the children smoke cigars and the men wear bikinis and the women drink martinis. Nice, very good. Did, did you get that? I don't know that one. It's like a hand game. There's a place oh. called Mars where the women smoke. No, where, what is it? Where the children smoke cigars and the men wear bikinis and the. No, oh, it's the women smoke cigars, the men wear bikinis, the children drink martinis. Perfect. Every breath you take is enough to kill a snake. When the snake is dead, help. I forgot the rest. And then he count until you're dead. Cool. That back sounds though. weird. That sounds very weird. Is this one of your weird summer camp things? Yeah, like that back thing that I showed you. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That was fun. Anyway. Um, I, didn't t- I, I, didn't, I didn't creep you out with my grabbing. Ugh. Bacchino? No, thank you. Bacchino. Um, so we finally, the, the pussyfoot departs uh, and in the dining car. We see that kind of Jacuzzi and his gang have, they have like contacts on the train. They have friends on the train. Right. Um, so there's a guy named John and then a guy named uh, Fang Lin, uh, Linshan. So they, they're working in the dining car and they keep an eye out. So they hear that they're carrying a new type of bomb, which we kind of heard word of in the first episode, that there was some kind of explosive thing going on um so that who's, might be on the the train who's which which plan has the bomb is it the senator is it the orchestra is it the white suit guys we're not quite sure yet we i know, know it's not a, i know, know that isaac amira right we know that somebody is carrying a bomb we don't i don't know who whose group it is yet i don't know whose group is responsible for it yet um, although it might be like a government thing that they're just transporting and everyone knows that it's on there and wants, wants it. But it sounds like it's activated. Um, which, like... Yeah. Sounds like a terrible idea. I'm not sure. Uh, and of course, uh, we get a more formal introduction of a niece, Hollystone, who seems like she likes things when things go explodey. Um, which one is the Which one is she? She's the one with, like, the scars, of, like, the burn scars everywhere i thought her name was nice it's it's spelled nice it's pronounced niece oh okay yeah. you're right yeah. just to just to throw things off um god damn it I th- i'm not sure if it's supposed to be pronounced nice either uh it's spelled like nice but if you were if you're like looking at it and you would you were to spell it out like kind of japanese style it would like looking at it and well, pronouncing n- it japanese why it'd be niece well for niece a niece a niece yeah so niece makes more sense niece niece and we kept her name. So, yeah, we like we like niece. 
I think it's just the gangster family. We changed their names because I felt like it. Because it's fun. It is fun. I so and they're harder to keep track of. These characters I feel like have more like character design to them, so it's like they're way easier to tell apart, and they have like kind of more specific motivations. While well, the gangster guys, I'm like, other oh, gangsters, they're doing gangster things. Okay. <laughs> um, like rob, pretty- like robberies and moida. They're just like killing peoples. Yeah, we see so Jacuzzi gang's kind of hanging out, and they kind of see Isaac and Miria over and they are kind of living life luxury. They keep ordering Chinese food and they're eating an excessive amount of it. Um, and they just, they, they look, they stand out. Uh, and Jacuzzi is looking at them and he's kind of, kind of jokes that, eh, they might be a movie star. Why don't you go on and talk to them? Uh, so Jacuzzi, who is just the most nervous person ever, kind of musters up the courage to go in and talk to them. Um, but Isaac assumes that Jacuzzi is a movie star because he has a facial tattoo. I think up until this point, it looks it actually looks more like a, it's styled more like a scar. It doesn't actually look like a tattoo. Um, so it's a, but it's a scar, right? It's a tattoo. Is it? Jacuzzi's Jacuzzi's has a face tattoo. But why does it look like a burn? Um, and I think okay. he mentioned this to me in the first recording, but I forgot. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a tattoo. It looks like a burn. Um, but why would he get that? That why would why? That I mean, that that actually gets answered in the show, and it's it's there's like a story behind it, um, which is which is cool. And Did I, he actually get burned and then decided to tattoo over it with another burn? No, but wow. I'm, I won't reveal it. Um, but Jacuzzi, for as much of a, a weenie as he is, somehow got a whole face tattoo. Um, so. Yeah, that hurts. Like especially like. So, Actually, I don't know how much a face tattoo hurts. I love him. Anyway, um, so Isaac thinks that he is in fact the movie star, and Jacuzzi kind of admits that he's just he's just a bootlegger. You know, he doesn't usually do much. Um, but yeah, they shouldn't all be kind of getting along. There's no mover stars on this train. There ain't no movie stars on this train. No, no one's in the talkies. Where's Bolin when you need him? Where's Bolin? <laughs> Where's Nucktuck? Nucktuck. Wow. Answer is fucking dead. <laughs> Oh boy, it's sad. Um, it's but, not sad that Nucktuck's dead. I hated him. <laughs> yeah, rip, rip and heck, uh, Nucktuck. So we also see. So as we see how more characters gathering, we get to see um, the senator's daughter Mary is also um, accompanied by another child who was once head explodey and now is head together. Or the head explodey part hasn't happened yet. Not sure. I mean, I know, but like. Whatever. Um, so he's here, and his name, his name is Chez. They call him Chez. His full name is Chesla. I think I called him Dodger. Dodger, yeah. He called him Dodger. Yay. Um, so our boy Dodger, he's running He's running about. Um, Which, like, I'm concerned about, like, his life <laughs> considering the immortal rules, because I'm assuming we think he's an immortal. Yeah, he, he makes a mention that, well, one, we saw his head unexplode. And two, he makes a comment later in this episode that we're like, oh, that seems like kind of an immortally comment. Um, well, also, wasn't it in the last episode like we saw his head get back onto body? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. He, uh, he unexploded. Because it's not Deadpool rules. <laughs> the kids kind of bump into Jacuzzi and they like apologize. And then um, everyone kind of intro- like the mother comes and everyone kind of introduces himself. Um uh, Chez actually introduces himself as Chesla Mayer, which we don't think is significant. And then it kind of gets mentioned later that it is. And then they're they're talking, and then they bring up uh, Isaac brings up the rail tracer. Dara, what's the rail tracer? 
Slenderman? I mean, not really, but continue. That one monster from Gravity Falls that I don't remember the name of. Which which one? The one from the Dipper Shorts. The the hide behind. Yeah. <laughs> or is it that has... or is it that other guy who you only saw the one side of his face? <gasps> Lefty. That that was that was that was fucked up. Lefty. That was that got kind of messed up and they yeah. all like suicide. That was bad. No, the but... fact that he didn't know it was an alien. Yeah. What was Stan's tattoo? <laughs> We, I mean, Dude, we, did, we did learn what Stan's tattoo was. We was, and if you want to know, watch our Gravity Falls episode. Hey, what a good plug. Excellent work. <laughs> always but, be plugging. Always, always be plugging. AVP. Um, <laughs> I, I totally so I stole that, by the way. That's okay. That's okay. I still love you. But no, the rail tracer is a monster, of course, that frequents trains. Um, when somebody does something wrong, it, it comes on the train. Um, and then kind of as Isaac starts describing this tale, we go back to the uh, the young conductor um, who's on the train with the middle-aged conductor, um, also talks about the rail tracer. And so once the rail tracer reaches the train, passengers will disappear starting with the back of the train until there are none left, at which point the train itself vanishes. Um, Jacuzzi is freaking terrified of this because he has no boundaries and he's just afraid of everything. So Isaac says there is a way to prevent the rail chaser from coming, but he doesn't remember it. And nobody seems to actually remember the end of the story except the young conductor. And so, of course, he makes the comment and then uh, Jacuzzi has to jump up and just like run the heck out of there because he's got to go find the young conductor and be like, how do I stop the rail tracer? So which very, very good question. But just as the talk with Rail Tracer starts, um, everything kind of begins, doesn't quite pop off yet, but things are brewing. Right. Uh, we see that the uh, black-suited musicians um, kind of reveal their true intentions. They are this group uh, who have a loyalty to a master, Huey Lafare. They are all about transcending life and death. And they, Master Huey has et- obtained eternal life. Wait. Um, yeah. Wasn't La Parade the name of the vice president guy? No. Oh. That okay. was uh that was another weird French that was hold on, who was that? That was uh Saint Germain. Gustave Saint Germain. Oh. Never not, not La never Parade. mind. Never mind. Continue. Uh, um That would have made sense. Ha ha ha. Uh let's see. Oh my god. Oh. So yes, they they call themselves the Lemurs and they're living ghosts. They cannot fear death. So, like, that's their thing. They're, like, if they... So, they have to kind of do the bidding of this Huey guy, um, and they will achieve kind of eternal life. It's kind of... Mm-hmm. They, they're kind of, their kind of thing. Um, but it seems like they're a little violent. Um, but it, we also see that the the young conductor still never gets to finish his story. He knows how to prevent the rail tracer, but doesn't actually finish telling the story. Wait, the, was it the young conductor or the middle-aged conductor? Young conductor. Is young telling condu- the story? Young The young conductor is has the story of the rail tracer. The middle-aged conductor interrupts to talk about the story, to talk about Huey LaFerre. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot this. Yeah. So uh, as we see Jacuzzi running, he accidentally bumps into Lad Russo, who's the guy in the white suit, who's very, who's like a little off his rocker. Um, I think I called him the Joker. He's a little Joker-esque. Yeah. Like a little. He's a little Can we call him Arthur? Because... <laughs> We can, we can think about calling him Arthur. Um, but La- but Lad Joker? is such a good name. No. Yeah, I think Sign. I tried to watch Joker. And yeah. like, 
it, it got it got a bit weird. Got a bit weird. Um, it was a, it was a touch slow, mm-hmm. but like I appreciate it. So yes, Bakuno. So Jacuzzi's running to find the young conductor because he wants to stop the rail chaser. Lad seems like he recognizes Jacuzzi for some reason. Uh, the Lemurs are are about to do the bidding of Huey Laferay, um, and one of the Lemurs actually is the middle conductor, who right, right. has a story, and um, he pulls out a gun on the young conductor. So uh, and we hear gunshots. So it sounds like. We're down two conductors already. We're only one episode into this. We're only down two conductors. So that's fine. Like doing great. It's fine. Well, I mean, it's not like something bad's going to happen on the train, right? Nothing bad's going to happen on the train. Great. Besides people dying. Great. Um, so that is episode two. Dara, how do you feel about this episode? It, it made more sense than the last one, but I'm still, my brain hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And even after a second time, my brain hurts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. It's uh, it's a little easier. I think this episode was probably out of the episodes that we've seen so far. It's the one that's like the most linear. There's there's a lot less of jumping around to jumping different characters and diff- jumping different time points because even the next episodes that we get to see, we fall we kind of stay a little more central, but we right. we definitely jump a lot more in time. So this has a lot less time jumping, a lot more focus because we're just like we're on a train and we're staying on that train. Um, and this is kind of I like this part of the story. I like the characters and the plot that's happening on the flying pussyfoot. Um, right. So I think this episode is kind of a stronger episode where we get to meet characters. We get to kind of connect more with the characters because we've seen them, but we have, we don't really know them as well. This is where we get to actually know characters um, and have a good time with it. So yeah, I really, I really like this episode. I think it's kind of stronger in that it's, it's kind of the, um, the more stable episode we need after the first episode, which where nothing made sense. Correct. All right. I know it's getting late. Do you have anything else you want to say? I'm so confused. I don't know what's going on. I don't know how I feel. Yeah about this mm-hmm. even by the end i'm not even sure how i'm gonna feel about this i'm very curious to see how you're gonna feel at the end of this i don't know i'm i'm, I'm partially i'm excited and i'm concerned not gonna lie it's like Ex- a it's a, excited and concerned it, yeah it's a lot of stuff anyway go on yay um no i think that that's all i have uh we, next we have some unanswered questions i'm just gonna grab a couple of these see that if any are good um here's a question how did ennis come to know isaac and miriam they met sometime. I don't what, care. What did Ennis mean when she said her siblings were created before her? And from where does Lad recognize Jacuzzi? Just a couple questions for Can you. We find that out, right? In the next, we do find that out. Yeah. Next, or the one up, I don't know. Um. Also, like she had siblings who were older, and then they did. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming. Yeah, I'm sure that was fine, and nothing traumatizing happened. I mean, again, ultimate retirement. Yay. All right. I want to wrap this up because it's getting freaking late. It is. We're actually recording it. So like, it's like 11 it's at 11 night. It's 11 o'clock at night. Um, so, and I got to wrap it up because I have to wake up early tomorrow, I think. So, yeah, I, yeah let's, uh, we're, we'll skip, uh, skip out on some, I think we read some comments last time. We're just going to skip out for now, I think. Yeah. So I just want to close this show up. If we want to add them at the end, we can debate that. But I, like, I meant like the, we record the yeah. first recording of it, but we'll figure that out later. We'll figure that out later. We're or no we're, comments. No f- comments, but leave your comments because we love your comments. Of course, if you're watching us on YouTube, remember to, you know, like, comment, subscribe, all that jazz. Uh, and you can figure out when we're dropping episodes because from here on out, we're, we should be dropping them every week from here on out. And We're good at our jobs. Us. We're very good at our jobs. Um, listen, life is hard. 
it happens. Um, we definitely, we know, because we, we don't obviously do this as a full-time job, or else we probably have more time speaking, which Patreon. Patreon. We, we, we have some, the, we yeah, have some stuff with Patreon. So mm-hmm. we, I fixed up the tiers a bit. I have the double, I have to redo the uh, $10 one. But right now, so what if you want to donate a dollar a month, you get access to our live stream, monthly live streams, which we actually need to do for August anyway. Woo! Um, where, where we either have a, one where we just like talk for a couple hours and talk about topics or we watch a movie. We've done that. We're actually going to have highlight reels coming out, uh, hopefully, unless they get blocked by YouTube, which hopefully they don't. Mm-hmm. But we have highlight reels of the movies that we have watched. We've watched After We Collided and we watched 365 Days, which Kaylin loved. It was great. No. I've not been the same person since. But then we watched Knives Out, which is good. That was fun. That was a lot of fun. That was fun. Uh, so that's $1. At $5, you get access to our new spinoff show of this show called First Reaction or Fan Reaction, where we watch a show that one of us, that we both have either seen before or that we've never seen before. Um, episode one will be out by the time that this is out. And we are starting off with Division. We watched episode, it's episode one. It was a lot of fun. Yay. We're still playing around with the formatting, but like right now, it's... Yeah. Your normal sub, but we'll see if we want to play around with it a bit. But one division mm-hmm. is a lot of fun, and nothing bad happens, right, Kaylin? No, not at all. Sideways. And at the ten dollar level, we're doing a thing where you can vote on topics that we discuss on the live stream, or maybe even a movie that you want us to watch on on the live stream. And also, we're mm-hmm. probably gonna like watch some like sh- reacting shows that probably don't fit on like this show. Like, uh, I might get Kaylin to watch The Great British Bake Off. Yay! That's and just have fun. some fun. Yay! And get hungry because a lot of baked goods. <laughs> All right. That anyway, sounds... that, that's it for Patreon. But uh, like... yeah, but there's stuff on there now. So please donate so that. Yeah, so you can get access to some more content that we yeah. make. Um, so yes, thank you again for watching. You can always connect with us on social media. We're on facebook.com slash close. We can tweet at us, Twitter at witty clothes um tweeted us we'll retweet you if you tweet something cool or something we'll just reply or we'll just we'll just like you i like you and we are also on itunes we are rebuilding our library on there and spotify as well so don't forget to go over and uh, rate us and let us know you can take our episodes on the go if you don't feel like watching or you don't have the time uh or you have a long commute like i do that's always something that you can yeah. have so uh, um, those well, options my- are available for you as well we might get an Instagram soon, if, like, just for funsies. We're, we're working on that. Working um, on that. We might get a Tumblr soon. Don't oh, God. A, maybe a Reddit. We're getting a Tumblr 10 years too late. And you can also email us, wettyclothes at gmail.com, if you want to, if you miss the 90s and like emailing as well. Maybe um, we'll get a Reddit. Maybe we'll get a Pinterest. I, I like Pinterest. I don't really Pinterest. I don't it's really good do. for getting recipes. Oh, Although, I, like I think we discussed this, I hate the fact that there's like a whole blog before I get to the recipe. That's true. Just give me That's the damn true. recipe. Um, all right. It all is, right. It is time to depart. Join us next time as we continue with Vakano, um, episode three. Randy and uh, Pecho are busy getting ready for the party in episode four. Lad Russo enjoys talking a lot and slaughtering a lot. We should also state that episodes three and four are going to be this format as They're well. going to be in this format as well. And then after we should be returning to our uh, other format. So thank you for... Uh, bearing with us. And Yay. thank you for watching. Uh, until next time, I'm Kim Glither. I'm Dara Whitman. Peace. Peace.